The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Seminar. A small group of students, as in a university, engaged in advanced study and original research under a member of the faculty and meeting regularly to exchange information and hold discussions. Please take your seats as class is about to begin. Issue 8. Miniseries. With the advent of television, radio, and cinematic entertainment, a new theme became common, continuing series of works. In this course, we have thus far only spent time on what we were known as one-off fictions that were standalone stories. Previously, some of the fictions we have examined were only beginnings of what were once called mini-series. Now observe the first of these such series, Act 2 of Roxy and the Trash Man. Thank you for choosing the Infinite Encyclopedia for all your information needs. All cities, as can be expected, require good waste management to continue functioning. Without proper management of waste, infrastructure fails and crisis is swift to erupt. It has been said, indeed, that the Earth state of New Jersey has existed in such a crisis state for much of its existence. As a multiverse construct, Lona is naturally subject to this stricture, although the argument has been made on numerous occasions that waste management in Lona might simply consist of shunting the end product to another reality stream, the so-called another guy's problem method. The last time this was attempted, during the five-way crisis of Magellan, three entire reality streams were deconstructed as a result of chronal spinwipe, 14 million careers were extinguished by accidental file shift, and the sculptor Ferlin Emmerich became an overnight billionaire with his quite stinky series 1 through 7 sculpture loads, despite reports that his Madonna figure as lined in pig feces caused several fatal viral outbreaks in an outlying reality stream. For further information, touch the red button for Sculptural Effect Effects, a study in grief. Ding along a ding a ding and wakey a wakey uppy. What? Huh? Hey! Uh, I'm so stiff. Whatever. Mm, excellent. Everybody ready for the day? Most marvellous, yes. Well, perhaps not the young lady in the corner there. You do look terribly tired, my dear. Test myself out yesterday. I ain't got nothing left to test for. Hey! I found my hat. Be a pip and a pop to pack you up. Are you hungry, pajamas? Yeah. And rested? Guess so. I gotta use the bathroom. You got a bathroom, don't you? Of course. <gasps> Arriba Bongo! <laughs> What's that? Oh, the word we didn't shine in French is pure nonsense. <laughs> but quite good fun. <laughs> Sounds like you was doing a dance or something. What you do with Lindy? Just wave my arms a little. As for the walk, well, it gets one around. You mean you took Lindy to the bathroom? Exactly. Lindy, eh? That's your friend's name? Yeah, more or less. It's Linda, but we always call her Lindy. Sounds kind of nicer, I guess. Hmm. And arrested? Well, there's Roxy over there. Well, she's mad at me. 
and Lindy and Joey. It's kind of the dumb one you already know about. Except he ain't so dumb when they switch his brains on. And I'm me. Janie, I mean, with the hat on. Hello, Janie with the hat on. Um, who are you? I'm the trash man. I'm the fellow what clears up the rubbish and refuse and leftovers of London. I have a future in junk. Actually, I'm a total misfit. But they don't edit misfits like me. They put them to work. So here I am. The trash man. Don't you have a name? A name? A name? Well, perhaps I had one. I'm most likely a number too, but it wasn't much use. So I suppose I one day took it out and put it with the trash and converted it, and since then, I haven't had a clue what my name is. Was. I'm the trash man. The trash man. A one and only, rather lonely, even with the fork for company. There you go again. What's a fnork? You know, I'm not entirely sure what a fnork is. It's a one and only, like me. I haven't caught it yet. I'd like to, though, just to see what it is. Hey, maybe it wants to do the same with you. Perhaps we could find out about each other. Hmm. Most interesting. Be hard to convince... No, no, too hard. Forget it. But you, what were you doing amongst all the garbage? Did your parents get sick of you and push you headfirst into the trash act? Or were you playing in the sink only to slip and fall down the plug hole, baby and bath water and all that? Or were you perhaps all partners in a lover's circle, playing terrible trick only to be revenged upon and receiving just desserts for dastardly doing everything and all you deserved in an area penny farming? <laughs> Would you believe we was chasing a trash cart and screwed up a couple of things? <laughs> oh, mundane. Mundane. Terribly, terribly, terribly mundane. Yeah. So, how about that breakfast? Yeah. How about it? And how about the bathroom? Woo! You ever gonna be here for real? Kinda hard just talking to a voice. I'm hardly addicted to personal appearances. Well, alright then. Don't expect it every time. Well. Hello. Um, it's a lot of clothes. It is? Oh, let me see. Boots, spurs, socks, red and green with clocks, plus fours, polka dot undies, undershirt, shirt, waistcoat, jacket, Sam Brown belt, neckerchief, flight goggles, leather headpiece, hard hat, beard of course, leather gloves, swagger stick. I'm probably overlooking something and I'm ignoring the contents of my pocket. This will be a very long time if I inventory those. Anyway, perhaps I should have done this before, but I'm terribly instrument-oriented, you see. With so much and so far to supervise, that it's so much easier to find my way around with bleeps and flashes and odds and sods and stuff like that than my own peeling peepers, such as they are. Well, well, and as it may be, I dare say you'd be more comfortable else place. Sorry to keep you waiting and all, but, you know, work's to be done when it's there and looking all sad and unloved. If there's anything I love, it's me work. How about my place for a bountiful breakfast, little miss? I could show you my etchings. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Oh, a lecher. A what, what, what? A lecher. You know, a dirty old man. Kind of thing my mama said I should never listen to. Bad things, kind of. Ah, well, you entered the wolf's lair yourself. Still and all, I could be a perfect gentleman just for you. You should trust your mama. Yeah. Was she nice? I guess so. Been around a bit, and I guess I got a good program. Mama was always teaching us stuff we ain't supposed to know. Guess it's because she was an old model or something. Um, uh, ob, 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 obsolete, she said. Your mama was a computer. Yeah, something like that. What was your mama? About three microns across. Pop was a bunch of wiring and tubing, and I bet he was obsolete too. Every so often I get some of those through here, but I've yet to see Peter. I'm keeping watch, though. How come? You mad at him? Ah, goodness, no. Nostalgia more than anything. A desire to fan the breeze, talk over old times, dredge the well of memory and all that. I never did have an active mama programme, though I did have a nursemaid 2000 kind of trundling around after me, lifting me up with one manipulator, changing my nappy with a couple of others, and putting powder in all kinds of terribly personal places. I asked her many a time, but she never saw Peter. I think I'll short out his dispenser circuits when I find him, make him piddle himself. Yeah, um, I guess you got good and bad feelings going there. Uh, not to be pushy or nothing, but can we keep talking over food? My stomach's making weird noises. <laughs> Oops, there's a hint, eh? But of course, breakfast awaits. One, two, three, up, up and away! Discussion-based inquiry. Students 5, 6, and 7. Milan, male. Britain, male. Stitzer, male. Discuss the concept of the miniseries and how it either detracts or adds to the mood, setting, character, and viability of the piece. I think that serial storytelling can only add to the overall quality of literature. I mean, after all, aren't Shakespeare's Henry plays a kind of miniseries? Part 1, Part 2? The novels of Dickens were originally published in monthly installments as well. And of course, there is the seminal work of all 20th century culture, the television miniseries The Thornbirds, which changed the way we as a people laughed, cried, and loved. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get, I, I get emotional. Valuable conclusion. Continue the discussion. A miniseries gives us the ability to tell a story over a much longer period of time than just a single episode, um, but still gives us the framework of beginning, middle, and end, um, because at some point it will have to wrap up and finish and not drag on forever. It gives more room for character development, uh, more room for plot twists, and also the use of cliffhangers can be employed um, at the end of each of the segments of the miniseries, um, giving us a sense of uh, excitement waiting for the next episode to come along. Information stored. You know what? I hate the miniseries. 
I really do. I mean, I don't want to be told, oh yeah, come back tomorrow and you can see the rest of the story. I mean, what are we living in here, the 1940s? I want it all, right now, that's it, just give me the whole thing in one chunk, okay? <sighs> Negative. Your logic is flawed. Rephrase your response and be sure to include all the information. Oh my god. You know what, I hate this class, I hate it. Instructor's <clears throat> always picking on me. Discussion time frame elapsed. Your participation and value of your responses will be graded and sent back to your terminal shortly. Now that you have observed how a miniseries operates, let us focus on another miniseries, but also on the actual style involved. This such style, in which characters and events are taunting the time frame surrounding them, is called parody. Take note of this in Detective Mac Part 2. Welcome back to my story. My name is Detective Mac. I'm a detective. In the last chapter, Sandy Valentine, the girl in the passenger seat, came to me and begged me to help protect her brother, George Valentine. He got a job working for the mob making deliveries, but when he found out what he was delivering, he just couldn't do it anymore. Now we're on our way to where he is, her place. Now that we're all up to speed, Let's continue, shall we? Detective, are you sure you can protect my brother? I'll be honest with you, kid. The chances are pretty slim that I'll be able to ensure your brother will be safe from the mob. Which slimeball did he work for, anyway? Well, I think he said it was Eddie the Toad. Although I find it kind of unusual, since he's from the West Coast. Turn left here. Eddie the Toad? I thought he was in the joint for rebroadcasting a football game without the expressed written consent of the National Football League. He must have gotten out on a technicality, like the witness was blind, or his lawyer was a monkey, and then called a mistrial. Both. He got released a month ago and moved east. I guess he decided to move his base of operations to the Midwest. Another left. What's on the radio? We're here. Pull in. The house was quite big, almost a mansion. There was a huge yard surrounding the place. They must be loaded. I told him to stay put and watch Ernest goes to camp until I came back. Hey, there's the gardener. Hello, Michael. Hello, ma'am. What? How did, How did you, you get, get here? here? Who, Who are, are you? you? Stop, Stop doing, doing that! that. I, I mean it. it! Knock it off! Now hold on. Now we have two gardeners that are named Michael? No, there only should be one. It's in the script. I'm the real gardener. He's the fake. No, he's the fake. I auditioned for this part and I won it. No, I won the part. Okay, okay. Obviously, there's been some sort of miscommunication. You, Michael Number One, 
What's your real name? Kevin R. Hoskins. All right, and you, Michael number two, what's your real name? I'm right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Ryan H. Nelson. You mean from the last Son of Krypton show? What are you doing here? I uh, bought a copy of the script off the black market for 300 bucks. And uh, since I figured no one wanted to take this part since Michael the Gardener dies at the end of this episode... Huh? What, what do you mean the Gardener dies? Anyway, the point is, I simply love this show and I just wanted to be a part of it. Sorry, Ryan, but you're not cast as Michael the Gardener. Kevin Hoskins is. I'm going to ask you to leave. <sighs> well, okay. I guess I could always go home and get back to eating Twinkie Wiener sandwiches while watching reruns of I Dream of Genie. <sighs> Hop up and away. Did... did he just fly away? Yeah. He... sure did. Well, let's get back to the story. We've wasted too much time on it already. Hey, man, you okay? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Oh, you'll be fine. Mac, let's get inside. He's upstairs. George? 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 What? I'm coming! There's someone here I'd like you to meet. He's agreed to protect you and stop Eddie the Toad. All right, I'm coming down! Are you all right? You just fell down a flight of stairs. Oh. He'll be okay. Let's get him up. Hold on. There's someone under him. It's Michael the gardener. He must have broken George's fall. He's dead. Uh-oh. That's not good. I know. Michael was a good guy. Not that. It means that this is the end of Chapter 2. What? This is the end? But how could it be the end? There's only been two parts. And then at the end of every part is a cliffhanger. And it's really not fair. These people have invested their time and their effort in downloading these files and then... To have it all snatched away at the end, it's... It's cruel. It's a cruel, cruel world. You're silent for next week. Discuss with yourselves and create a virtually based project to be turned in next time. Class dismissed. Supplemental Inquiry. Syllabus and Course Schedule. Next time on Seminar, comedy comes back to the class in a fascinating and slightly morbid way. Personification is a literary device wherein an inanimate object or an animal is given human characteristics. The students find themselves inching ever closer to the final exam, but are given a reprieve. I will forgo the assessment for this session because you will need to prepare for this assignment. And the instructor crosses the biggest threshold in comedy 
one that even the students aren't confident about. A specific part of the male anatomy has been used for comedic effect. Don't miss this class. Seminar, Issue 9, premiering October 27, 2007, only at PendantAudio.com. Next week. On the next, The Kingery. You okay, Proc? I am not as such. For that matter, you don't look well either, Julie. I'm fine, boss. No, you're not. Where's Tithia? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Exactly what I said. Do you not understand the utterances of my verbalization? Tithia knows. Knows what? About the task I performed at your request. What? Are you trying to tell me that I don't know what the hell goes on in my own casino? No, boss. Well... Maybe just this one time, boss. This is about your parent types again, ain't it? They can't ignore me then. They'll have to pay attention to me. Get it? Darling, there are other ways. You don't want to get mixed up yes, in... Yes, I do. And I already am. I'm just trying to look after... I can look after myself. Regina, please. I did not mean to hurt you. People are talking and some of them actually think we're together. We could be. Perhaps. Maybe all a man like me needs is the love of a good woman. Us good women deserve better. Excuse me. Can I, can I help you with something? Couldn't help but overhear you talking to yourself. Just look for some uh, supplies I had shipped in. You seem a bit nervous. I don't know what's going on anymore. The whole world is screwed up. Just want my old life back. You got to be careful what you wish for. Might not always be what you expect. I need to see all of your records now. Without a warrant, I can't help you. Give me the records now! Next time on The Kingery, only at PendantAudio.com. This guy's nuts. Get him out of here. Good enough for me. Come on, buddy. Let's go. I'm not leaving. We'll drag you out of here then. Hold still. Let me go. I need those records, please. Please. And in one month, in the next chapter of Once Upon a Time in Vegas... The young girl strays farther from the path than she thought. You have to get up early for work, don't you? No. Or you have company coming for breakfast. You'll call me sometime. We can have lunch and get to know each other better. We'll get to know each other now. Because you aren't leaving. You're mine. A new prince longs for life outside his sheltered walls. Sometimes I want something really permanent. Not just Hollywood permanent. Something real. That's a tall order, Mr. Grayson. The princess makes a disheartening discovery. Terry, Jason was cheating on me with Stacy. Okay, you need to go out. I've got two tickets to that movie premiere you've been working your ass off for. Why don't we just go? Questions are raised. What the fuck? I slept for two days? And the path takes a new turn. Look, Tessa... I know I came on strong two nights ago, but I couldn't help myself. I just want to know you better. The story unfolds on October 20th, 2007, only at PendantAudio.com. Supplemental Inquiry. Players for Cinema. Featuring the voice talents of Sue Jenkins as the instructor. Pete Milan as student 5, Chris Britton as student 6, Tom Stitzer as student 7, and Roxy and the Trash Man, Act 2, 
Cindy Kirkendall as Roxy. Ara Pelodi as Janie. Sue Jenkins as Linda. Paul Mannering as Joey. David Alt as the Infinite Encyclopedia. And Tim Kelby as the Trash Man. Written by Stephen E. McDonald. In Detective Mac, Part 2. Philip Weber as Detective Mac. Susan Bridges as Sandy. Kevin Hoskins as Mike 1. Ryan H. Nelson as Mike 2. And David Alexander McDonald as George. Written by Mike Winters. Directed by Catherine Pride. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Original music composed by David Alexander McDonald. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2007 Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2007 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.